welcome to another episode of Two Pillars Podcast. Today we're going to talk about how to stop overthink and worry less. Kind of is a compliment to our last episode, which is about the stories you tell yourself. Numerous studies have shown that worry not only puts a strain on our mental health, but on our physical health too. Although worry in and of itself is not bad, it can spur us into action and action that we need to do. Too much of it can lead to anxiety, which can have a lasting impact on health and happiness. The problem with worrying is that it becomes a cycle of self-perpetuating negative thoughts. What you focus on expands, and it often blinds you from finding the solution that can be right in front of you. Sometimes you can focus so hard on the problem that you don't see the amazing gifts around you. Can you believe that there are 10 types of thinking or worrying? Tell me if you see yourself in any of these any of these types of worrying. There's the all or nothing thinking. So looking at things in black or white categories with no middle ground. So that's a popular type of thinking or worrying. Overgeneralization. So from a single negative experience, you're expecting it to hold true forever. You know, just like during a fight with your what your spouse or significant other you you say you always do that i always have problems or you say i always have problems finding parking so because you had a couple of incidents where you had trouble finding parking all of a sudden you always have trouble finding parking third type of thinking or worrying is that you tend to focus on the negative while filtering out the positive you notice the one thing that went wrong rather than all the things that went right you got a 95 percent on a test but you're focusing on the 5%. You get 30 positive reviews on on your YouTube video or podcast, but you're focusing on the one negative. The fourth type of thinking or worrying is you're coming up with reasons why the positive events don't count. Famous one is, I was lucky. It was just easy. Number five, you're making negative interpretations without actual evidence. You act like a mind reader, like a fortune teller. I know there are no jobs available. Number six, you're expecting the worst case scenario to happen. The pilot said we're in for some turbulence. All of a sudden, the plane's going to crash. That's obviously an exaggerated example of, of that type of, of thinking. Number seven, another type of thinking. Believing that the way you feel reflects reality I feel like such a fool therefore everyone must be laughing at me how you feel does not reflect reality number eight you hold yourself to such a strict list of what you should or shouldn't do and you beat yourself up as if you're breaking some of the rules when you make you know, you, you, you create a to-do list. You have a list of goals. And then you don't achieve everything you want to do. And you really, really, really come down hard on yourself. So hard that it impacts. It stops you from moving forward. The ninth type of thinking or worry is you label yourself based on mistakes and perceived shortcomings. I'm a failure. I'm boring. I'm not good enough in French. I'm not good enough in Spanish. I'm not good enough in x and the last type of thinking is assuming responsibility for things that are outside of your control i 
as a mother, I blame myself for 99.9% of the things that happen to my kids, whether in my control or out of my control. Who, if you're a parent, you probably can relate. So what do you, what can you do to stop the overthink? First, take a deep breath. Sounds simplistic, yes. But there's a reason why you have heard it so often. It works. It increases the oxygen to the brain and helps you relax. Then, identify and manage your story. As I said in my last episode, you tell yourself a story every day. The question is, does your story empower you or hold you back? The stories you tell yourselves about who we are impact every aspect of our lives. If you are an overthinker, you probably tell yourself, you always worry. That's just who you know, that's who I am. Or you also think it over and over and over and over again before making any decisions. These are stories that you hold back and can be especially hard to change. Be mindful of your limiting beliefs. The first step is to recognize them and then replace these negative thoughts with your positive ones. You are not your thoughts. That is so important to understand and believe. You are not your thoughts. And with practice, you can learn to reprogram them. Stay present and focus on the moment. Take a deep breath again and focus on the moment. What is really happening? Logically, talk to yourself. Not what you imagine will happen, but the actual facts. When your mind is caught in the past or what might happen, you can sometimes miss what is happening right in front of you. And often, what you are missing is fantastic. Take these Bible stories as as examples. John chapter 20, verses 11 to 16. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni which is Hebrew for teacher. Another great example is taken from John chapter 21, verses 1 to 9. Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there. Simon, Peter, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I am going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing at all, at all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, Fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, Throw out your net on the right side of the boat, and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. 
Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord! When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work, jumped into the water, and headed to shore. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about a hundred yards from shore. When they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Amen. Both these stories share examples of what happens when you're so focused on your problems. Mary and the disciples were grieving about the death of Jesus that they didn't even realize it was he that was speaking to them. John finally realized it was the Lord. He was convinced perhaps by the apparent miracle and by looking more attentively on the person of one who had been the means of such unexpected and remarkable success. He finally became present in the moment. So when you find yourself worrying, challenge your thoughts by asking yourself the following questions. During your worry period, challenge your negative thoughts and ask yourself, what's the evidence that this thought is true, that it's not true? Is there a more positive, realistic way of looking at the situation? What's the probability that what I'm scared of will actually happen? the probability is low, what are some like more likely outcomes? Is the thought helpful? How will worrying about it help me and how will it hurt me? And finally, and a good one, what would I say to a friend, a spouse, a parent, a child who had this worry? Something that helps me and I truly believe it can help anyone is memorizing some Bible verses that will help reprogram your thoughts. I use, I use Bible verses sometimes when I need strength, when I need help maybe reframing my thought. Here are some ones I could share. A great one from the Philippian states. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Reach out to a loved one, a friend who can support you. Sometimes that extra shoulder can give you the strength you need to keep going. I really hope this episode helped give you some tools next time you find yourself worrying. Share your thoughts on my Facebook account, Two Pillars Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. A five-star rating will go a long way to get this podcast known. I'm, I'm starting to, you know, slowly trickling, trying to build this podcast with these, with the really main intention is growing the community of faith believers of people who want to work on their mindset and their spiritual well-being. So I hope you subscribe. I hope you enjoy it. Give me your send me email, send me your thoughts. If you look in the notes, you can see ways to to reach out. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and looking forward to next week's episode. Have a great day.